You're listening to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, episode number 218. Today we'll read James chapter 1 together. James begins this practical letter speaking of trials and maturity and being doers and not just hearers. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast. I'm your host, Joy Miller, and I invite you to grab your Bible and join me as we simply read God's Word together. Some things require discipline, and sometimes that's just not easy to muster by yourself, no matter how badly you want to do it or how much you know you should. It's just easier to do it with a friend. So refill your coffee or tea, get comfortable in your favorite chair, and follow along as I read aloud. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Book of James. I hope you're prepared. James is not known for his tact or for beating around the bush. His words are indeed sharper than any two-edged sword, able to cut between the soul and spirit. Don't be surprised if you're a little bit different after reading his special brand of delivery. So, who was James? James was Jesus' brother. Well, Technically, half-brother, since God was Jesus' father. That's right, he was right there with his mom, calling Jesus out when they thought he was a little crazy, or at least needed protection. James didn't believe that his brother was who he said he was. It took a special face-to-face post-resurrection visit from Jesus to make James a believer. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 15.7, Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. And believe he did. He became the leader of the Jerusalem church, and we've already read about James several times, especially in regard to decisions that were made for new believers at the Jerusalem council. It seems sometimes that James and Paul were at odds, particularly when it came to faith versus works. I think that we have to be careful when we're reading James because we can misinterpret his emphasis on works. He is not saying that our faith is dependent on works. We all agree that our salvation is through Christ alone. Look for James telling us that works is evidence of true faith, that good works will be a natural outflow of true faith. I learned something new. According to the intro on the ESV Bible, this little book has been referred to as the Proverbs of the New Testament. James gives us very practical reminders about living an authentic Christian life. Chapter 3 is particularly poignant to me because he recounts the dangers of the unbridled tongue. Yes, I'm still learning. Chapter 2 gives me pause 
when James tells us that mercy triumphs over judgment. I have to confess that when I was a younger Christian, I was somewhat offended by James. Then again, no doubt my world according to joy outlook didn't have a good grasp on truth. I'm tickled to say that this has become one of my go-to books for a quick dose of biblical truth. I hope it endears itself to you in the same way. By the way, James is thought to be one of the earliest New Testament books to be written, probably A.D. 40 to 50. Do you already have a story about the book of James? Perhaps a favorite verse or an appreciation for his no-nonsense style? Tell me your story at LiftingHerVoice.com, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. James Chapter 1 James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes dispersed abroad, greetings. Consider it great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, without doubting, for the doubter is like the surging sea, driven and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord, being double-minded and unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of humble circumstances boast in his exaltation, but let the rich boast in his humiliation, because he will pass away like a flower of the field. For the sun rises and, together with the scorching wind, dries up the grass, its flower falls off, and its beautiful appearance perishes. In the same way, the rich person will wither away while pursuing his activities. Blessed is the one who endures trials, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. No one undergoing a trial should say, I am being tempted by God, since God is not tempted by evil, and he himself doesn't tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by his own evil desire. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. By his own choice, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. My dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, for human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Therefore, ridding yourselves of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, 
humbly receive the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Because if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like someone looking at his own face in the mirror. For he looks at himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of person he was. But the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer who works, this person will be blessed in what he does. If anyone thinks he is religious without controlling his tongue, his religion is useless and he deceives himself. Pure and undefiled religion before God the Father is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Do we, do we count it all joy when we meet trials of various kinds? I hope we're getting better and better at this as we continue to walk with Christ. The steadfastness that James speaks of is learning to withstand the pressure of the trial. It's no different than the pain we feel after the first couple of days of a new workout routine. Our muscles are sore, and we whine at the pain and the hard work. But when we persevere, the muscles get stronger, the pain subsides, and we are glad at the benefits we see both in the mirror and in our health. Spiritual workouts are no different. At first, they are painful, and we want to quit. But the steadfastness that perseverance produces makes us more mature Christians and useful to God. James tells us clearly to ask for wisdom and believe that he will give it to us. Ask in faith without doubting. Tall order, but think of the benefits. What could transpire if we asked without doubting? It reminds me of what Jesus said in several places in the gospel. With faith the size of a mustard seed, we could command a mountain to be tossed into the ocean. The New Testament is replete with examples of the wonders performed by those who had faith. If you've forgotten, reread Hebrews chapter 11. And oh, how much more peaceful our lives would be were we to be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. Finally, James's definition of pure and undefiled religion before God is heart-stoppingly beautiful. To look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Could it be any more simple? Let's pray. Father, thank you for these clear and easy-to-understand directives. There is no room for confusion, no wondering. Please help us to attain this steadfastness when faced with trials. Remind us, Holy Spirit, to ask for wisdom when we need it and not to doubt. Give us discernment regarding our own evil desires and let us not be lured away by them. 
We praise you, Father, that it is by your generous and loving hand that all good things come. Help us to be doers of your word and not hearers only. Finally, God, may the plight of widows and orphans, those who are helpless, be in the forefront of our minds and prayers and service. Keep us unstained from this world. Amen. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray God will grow in you what has been planted and watered here. In this time of unprecedented struggle worldwide, we can look to God for guidance and comfort. Be sensitive to those in your circle of influence who need a word of encouragement and invite them to join us. If you like the show, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you right here tomorrow. Be well.